Welcome back, friends and family, to another episode of the Backdoor Cut Show, brought to you by Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel and the Barnburner Podcast Network. Uh, check us out on the-barnburner.com. Uh, a lot of you are following us uh, right now on at the underscore Barnburner on Twitter, so on our Periscope feed right now, and also you can check out our YouTube channel. Uh, where all of our podcasts are live there as well. Tonight, you got Zach, Mason, and Rich, and we're going to go through the Grizzlies roster tonight and assign letter grades, kind of a round, uh, a round robin approach, assign letter grades to all the guys on the team, kind of give our first impressions or our impressions of the first half of the season, touch a little bit on the All Star game. Uh, and then at the end, Mason was one of the 30,000 ish to get um the new top shot pack today so we're gonna open that up at the end so stay tuned that's a good tease right there we don't usually have a highlight finish like that but uh we got that today rich man how you been uh man i'm good i'm good man uh you know a little expedited all-star weekend this weekend all jam-packed into one day um as a proud hbcu alum you know it, it, it seems like hbcus just started yesterday if you looked at the nba but i um, <laughs> grateful you know for the love and the in the spotlight and whatnot um and the nba well not really they were kind of able to pull this off you know i hope joel Embiid and ben simmons are doing well with their fresh Ooh, cuts true uh but yeah um you know all-star weekend shit was weird but it's all good how you been mace what's up Hey, I feel lucky, man. I got that pack today. <laughs> you know, it's a, I feel great. But uh, unfortunately, sports-wise today, you know, my heart was ripped out twice with the Memphis Tigers going down on a half-court buzzer beater to the Houston Cougars. Uh, in a great game, honestly. A really fun college basketball game in the second half. The first half, the officials kind of mucked it up and, and took all the fun out of it. But and then with Mike Conley, I thought he was gonna sit Man. get there and win the three point contest. And you know, just like always, here comes Stephen Curry. <laughs> just like he's got one shot left, and you're like, oh my god, you know this is money. Like I don't even want to watch him shoot it. It's like the half court shot in uh, the, at the end of the third quarter in Game Four against the Warriors in 2015, I think, when we were up three to one mm. or two, two to one, and uh, Jeff Green turned it over. Steph shot it from half court, and you're like, damn. It's over the rest of the game. So, but other than the two heartbreaks, I'm doing I'm doing relatively well. How about you, Zach? Man, I can't complain too much. I think that yeah, that Tigers game was definitely one of the more fun games, one of the more intense ones of the season. Which is, as a fan, that's I mean that's really what I'm looking for is to feel passionate about it, feel involved, and that hadn't had it hadn't brought it too much this year. But today they definitely did. I hope we get another crack at Houston in that uh, conference tournament. So I think Memphis would stand a pretty decent chance then. Um, they obviously hung with them all day today. Uh, really, really fun game. I also, how do you not foul when you're up up three? I don't know. Kelvin Sampson, are you basketball coach or what's the deal, man? I don't know. But uh, <laughs> Well, in his defense, I mean, Lester shot one off the side of the back. That was they a, hit a guy out of the arm, bounced off the play. <laughs> But I mean, like Memphis shooting forty percent from from the free throw line, so that's just that makes I, the decision even easier. You. I agree with you, but he was gonna be right until <laughs> crazy things just happened and, and Boogie knocked down his first three of the game. <laughs> 
Oh, but um, so, yes, yeah, it's weird having a close game. The Grizzlies closed the first half of the season with a close game. The first time in, I believe, 18 games that the game was decided by fewer than nine points. Uh, so the Grizzlies have not been giving us very many thrilling finishes. And then, of course, the Bucks beat us on another buzzer beater as Drew Holiday uh, erases the memories of John Morant's almost game winner. But so uh, that was supposed to be a transition into not close games and talk about the all-star game in which team LeBron <laughs> just completely dominated team Durant, even though Kevin Durant was not out there. Um, I thought, you know, Giannis is the, was the MVP. He, I think he was 15 to 15 or 16 to 16 with 35 points and just banking in threes and acting like a kid out there. It was fun to see. But I thought the stars of this show were, you know, Steph and Dame, like shooting from half court, just making it look so easy. Uh, that's kind of the only takeaways I have from the All-Star game. Rich, you got anything you want to add? I mean, shit, yeah, man. I, I caught it at half, and that was the first time I, I was able to tune in. And I saw, like, LeBron, they, they like, already dubbed him. Like, they were by, like, 20 at the break. Um, and, I mean, you know, I'm not surprised. Their roster was stacked. Uh, LeBron has a misexperience as a GM. He's been a GM since about 05, 06. So, you know, he knows how to put rosters and teams together. You know what I'm saying? He knows how to build that out. Um, but, yeah, man, Steph and Dame show. I mean, that's all I've been seeing all over my timeline and shit, man. Just the way in which they're able to shoot the damn basketball is just, I mean, when they're not playing the Grizzlies, it's fun as hell to watch. Um, they're just some amazing-ass shooters. Um, you know, Giannis did his thing. Um, I'm a huge Jalen Brown and Zach Levine fan, so I was glad to see them get their first run in the All-Star game this year as well. Um, but yeah, you know, interesting. I mean, that fourth quarter with the team LeBron being already so close to the target score, it left a lot to be desired. But, you know, it was cool for what it was. What about you, Zach? I had a few bucks on Kyrie scoring under 19 and a half and doesn't look like I won that. I don't, I don't remember what he had exactly, but that didn't pan out. Well, he was like the only one on Team yeah. Durant that was playing hard. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. It was a quick, quick bet for me. I did. I should have. I should have done my homework. That's on me. Hand up. That's on me. But yeah, um, and and like you mentioned, Rich, the game not being close basically erased the Elam ending portion of of yeah. last year, which was so uh, intense and just so fun to watch. So. It doesn't work every time, but it did, you know, alleviate us from another, what, six or eight minutes of just watching them go up and down the court. So that's I appreciate it. it for that reason. <laughs> for sure. I yeah, mean, I think that, points that's... in the fourth quarter, the team LeBron scored 60 in the second. So we had a ways to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dudes, let's dive into these uh, letter grades. You want to start at the top or where, where are you thinking? Uh, wherever you want to start. All right, we'll start with Mr. Morant. We'll just we'll start with the king at the top. Rich, what letter grade do you give John Morant for his first half of the season? Ah, shit, man. Um, starting off with John, we're coming in hot. Uh, my heart says A minus, but my brain says B plus. Uh, I think I'm going to go with a, a B plus so close to an A minus though. Um, I think Ja, you know, after coming back from that injury, um, he's been able to, you know, reintegrate into the swing of things. Um, and really this last week, like, you know, the Washington game and the Milwaukee game, I think he was, he was, he finished strong for sure. Um, 
And, you know, I think as time goes, Jaw's going to get that, that hopefully get that respect and that whistle. He's demanding that whistle now, you know, being more vocal with the refs, you know, trying to, you know, have them put some respect on, you know, the team's name and what have you. Um, but when I, I, I can't, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that three point shooting. Um, that, 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 that jumper has not been looking that hot, man. Um, and you know, it's, it's, you know, you don't want your, your PG having everybody go under, um, you know, with Jaws driving ability, you know, he, he, he needs to keep defenses honest, defensive, defenses honest, um, to know that that threat is at least there. Even if we know Jaw can get to the cup nine times out of 10 at will and break down whoever off the dribble. Um, but I think, you know, he's continued to make strides as a leader um, of this team, um, especially with his counterpart, you know, being missing in action and Jaron Jackson the entire first half of the season. I think a lot was put on his shoulders um, and, and he's really delivered and, you know, stepped up to the plate. Um, and I think that, you know, as he continues to like grow and, you know, gain more comfort, you know, as this, you know, because I don't think we've ever had a, a, a player with the the national reach that Ja has, like he's oh, somebody no. that you know, national media. He's he's always on Bleacher Report. He's always on all these, you know, trending on Twitter. He's an ambassador for the game. You know, he's always reaching back and showing love to to young guys coming up behind him. Um, and so you know, I I would I wouldn't rather us have anybody else um leading the charge for the future of this franchise. But uh, yeah, man, that uh, that three point shooting, that perimeter defense. Uh, we're gonna have to uh, get, get in the lab a little bit, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. So yeah. I, I'm gonna go with the B plus for sure. Yeah, I think B plus is probably a little too generous for me. Um, <clears throat> but and, and you hit on the reasons why, Rich and Chris Harrington laid it out in the Daily Memphian too. And it's the three point shooting and the defense. Uh, the three point shooting regressed from last year. So far this season, it has at least. And he's in the zero percentile of point guards when it comes to three-point shooting. And, <laughs> and uh, his defense, when, when our defensive numbers when he's on the floor are really bad, he's in the seventh percentile defensively for point guards. So, but his offense is awesome, and it makes up for it for the most part. So all in all, like I'm not you know, unimpressed or, or displeased with the performances we've seen from Ja. I just think. I and most people were probably expecting a little bit more of a leap this year, but maybe we're starting to see that. I mean, he he is just the franchise's first player to score 35 in back-to-back games. Um, never been done before, so he's, he's starting to get that scoring going. We saw after his technical tirade, he's now getting to the free throw line more. Maybe that's a coincidence, maybe not. Um, but it does look like he's turning that corner, and then you add Jaron Jackson Jr. to the mix the rest of the season. I think we could see the job Morant we envisioned uh, for the entire season coming into this year. Yeah, I would have to go a little lower than you, Rich, and gotcha. pretty much because I know we're not going to grade <laughs> everyone, but I, Jaws at the top of the list, so I give him my letter grade. So I would say a solid B because, like Mason mentioned, I think something that sticks out is that when he's on the court, we're 8.6 points better per 100 possessions than when he's off on the offensive side and then on the defensive side we're 8.4 points worse per 100 possessions so i it's like technically it's essentially washing itself out so i would say jaw's doing like a b average but all the caveats in there of the way that he's he's crazy assist numbers right now 
when I looked like last week, he was like top 10 in the league, I believe, in assists per game. He wasn't qualifying because he didn't have the amount of reps, but I mean, his per game assist numbers are really, really good. And he, the shot quality, eye test, and metrics for the rest of his teammates when he's on the court, that goes up. Everyone's shooting better when he's out there. He is scoring just terribly inefficiently, but thing that we have seen improve lately, his float game is getting better, which if he's not getting the calls at the rack, he needs to release the ball a little bit earlier. We've talked about that some, and he is doing that. So that's you know one part of his game that he's really working on. And really, it's the, yeah, the defense is rough. And Memphis has a top 10 defense right now, but we just have like a plethora of elite wing defenders, which is pretty great. And they're able to hide some of those uh, weaknesses of his. Um, but shooting 23% ain't going to cut it from three uh, in the long run. But that just shows you how awesome this guy is, is that he can shoot that poorly and still makes the team that much better. He's that good at getting to the rim and passing, finding the open lanes and creating for his guys. So a whole lot to unpack there. There's not like just an easy answer, but I mean, the future is still bright. So, I mean, young guy, obviously not worried or anything, but that's just, it's when it's good, it's awesome. When it's bad, not so great. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, he's the best player on a team that's 500 in the Western conference, uh, over exceeding expectations. And he hasn't had his second best player all season. Yeah. So like in the grand scheme of things, he's been pretty good, but yeah, we're, we're just nitpicking here. That's what diehards do. We got to <laughs> dive into it every single day. We live and breathe it. So, all right, let's move to next guy on the list. Dylan Brooks, Mason. How you feel Dylan's done so far this year? Ooh, I'm pissed Sam off here, but I yeah. think the, the uh, best of ability is availability, and Dylan's been available for almost every game except for that little stretch where he had the thigh, sore thigh. Um, and I think the defense that he brings, especially we've seen it these last couple of games, like these last two weeks basically, as our defense has gotten back to one of the best units in the NBA, it's because he is taking on the challenge of guarding the other team's best player night in and night out, and more times than not, he's holding them to below their average and just frustrating the hell out of them, just making them work for every bucket they score. He's starting to shoot better uh, now that he's more in that third, fourth player role and not having to take a bunch, as many shots, even though he had 20 against the Bucks, he, he really kept us in it in that first half. He was the only one scoring. So I'm really appreciative of what Dylan brings to this team and just the intensity he brings every night. And I think as a young team, like, Without him, I, I I don't think I don't think we would be where we are today without Dylan Brooks. So that's why I give him a solid B. He, there's definitely plenty of room for improvement, efficiency efficiency wise, um, but defensively and just the the mental attitude that he brings night in and night out on a team that lacks veterans, I think is irreplaceable. Rich, follow up thoughts on Dylan. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't disagree too much uh, with that. Um, honestly, I think we need Dylan. Um, to be frank, um, the defensive intensity that he brings. I think I saw a tweet not too long ago, like somebody was saying, like Dylan Brooks would not be in the NBA if Dylan Brooks wasn't as confident in himself as he is. Um, and yeah. <laughs> you, you need that. Um, he has no fear. He doesn't back down. Uh, he was sorely missed when he was out. 
Um, and I think even after the Wizards game, Bradley Bill showed him some love and was like, yo, like, you know, respect, like, dude, mm-hmm. dude competes. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I still hate when I see the little like pull up threes that I just know like aren't going in. Um, but also like Dylan's a tough shot maker. Um, sometimes he, he can, he can, when stuff, when shit breaks down, um, Dylan can get a bucket sometimes. Um, and I just really think that, you know, his energy, um, he's able to really set the tone on that defensive end on the floor. We know he's going to pick up the challenge of, you know, the other team's best perimeter player. Um, I think it's great to have Justice back, who can also do so, um, just, you know, in a bigger body, stronger. Um, but, yeah, man, I think I think I'm fine with a B. Um, I really don't know where we would be. We wouldn't be where we are, like Mason said, without what Dylan contributes to this team. Yeah, I, I Sam, I hate that you missed this because I'm sure <laughs> that you would love to crap all over our love for Dylan, or maybe our not our love so much as our uh, appreciation for him and what he does and what he brings to this team. Um, I I would have to agree with you guys on that one. It's if we're looking at a game holistically, he's got he's taken on. If you look at uh, B ball index, has a great way that they measure uh, defenders and their the flexibility that they have, the challenges that they take on on a nightly basis. And he's in a very high percentile uh, across the league for that. And it's nice just to have that guy who he doesn't care. Like he's just going to go out there. And he's even had some quotes this year uh, about talking how, you know, he wants to make his mark on the defensive end of the floor, which I think we should really appreciate uh, that he's self-aware enough to know that that is something that that's where he can really add a lot of value to this team. Uh, and he, I mean, he's going to need to do that because there's so many other guys who can come in and play def- defense on the wing. If, you know, if Dylan's not, we still got Melton. Um, Bain's not a bad defender, I don't think. Um, so Dylan's got to be consistent on that end of the floor to make sure justice. that he, yeah, justice. Oh yeah, absolutely. Him, him probably more than any of them. Uh, I'm still not used to him being there yet, so it might take me a few more weeks. Um, But, yeah, and the streaky shooting, I mean, if we don't penalize Ja too much in our grading for that, then I think it's only fair to do the same for Dylan because I believe he's shooting better than 23%. I think he's like 29 or so right now, so not not good, not where we need him to be. uh, He's up to 32 from downtown and 40 from the field. Oh, 32? I mean, that's – Creeping up there towards league average. Okay. So like, I, like these last two weeks or so, he's been really consistent shooting the ball a lot better. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. You know, I'm. It's going to be tough for me to turn my back on Dylan just because he's been. He, I mean, he's been there. He's played yeah. the games for the team when we needed him. Uh, so I've really appreciated what he's done this year and kind of finding his role. I think the true key is going to be when Jaron gets back. Yeah. Kind of how many. How many shots is Dylan going to lose? Is he going to be efficient with those shots when he gets them? Um, can he make sure to keep himself on the floor by not fouling? He's still fouling just a boatload. Um, but he's still getting a lot of minutes. I don't think that's taking him off the court uh, a ton that I've noticed at least. But that's that's what I got on Dylan. Any we, parting? Got we got – Jonas Valanciunas. Oh, you got to start us off with this one. This is your boy. You wrote the article before the season. They let us know, all know he was mediocre. So let's, let's hear what grade you have for him. I mean, he's – and still pretty uh, – as, 
<laughs> I mean, he's consistent. So we got we got a guy who's really consistent, uh, which we just gave praise to Dylan for, right? So I don't think it's fair to penalize Valanchunas. Kind of the opposite strengths of Dylan. Defense, not so good, man. I mean, not protecting the rim. That's not what he's here for. Uh can't he bent he plays defense bent over on the perimeter like I don't I don't I don't even know how to describe it like legs straight just square bent over the, like one of those uh like a nutcracker doll or something with his arms stuck out that's kind of what it reminds me of his defense on the perimeter but I mean he's he's like one of our he's definitely one of our better rebounders if not the best he's 15 and 10 guy I mean it's that's just a really important guy to have there i think uh, especially on some of these nights when i mean we saw when he was out memphis struggled they need him in there he and Ja especially play so well together um off the pick and roll and Ja just in general they've logged a lot of minutes together over the past few years and Ja's confidence you can tell goes up so much when valentunas is in there setting screens because uh, he actually sets them more so than a lot of guys who just chicken wing or are just running through the action. Uh, but I, there's a lot to be said for JV right now. He's a critical part of this team, so I've got to give him a solid B. I uh, know might seem like a cop out. That's like what we've given everyone so far, but probably to expect a lot since is a 500 team. Uh, probably have a few guys over and below, but for the most part, at least from my side, a lot of guys kind of fitting in there. You know, making making some good and then some bad also to average themselves out. Uh, Mason, what are your thoughts on him? I agree uh, with you basically on, on the principles of what you said, um, but I just I don't think Valanciunas has been the best best version of himself this year. Um, I think he's left a lot to be desired. He's missed a lot of shots around the rim. He's in like the thirty first percentile of big men uh, shooting at the rim. And while I agree that we do need him or someone with a similar skill set, uh, ideally a little more, you know, athletically gifted for the defensive purposes, but he, he's integral to this team. So I think I would just go B minus just because I think he could be better. And as late, maybe it's just lately he hasn't been really good. So I kind of got that taste in my mouth, but not too far off from your grade. How you feeling about JV Rich? Yeah, I mean, as soon as it hit, you know, B minus is what came to mind for me. Um, I just to your point, Mason, the the easy bunnies missed. Um, I think the 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 rim protection, um, dude, be fouling like a motherfucker too, man. Like, and it's just so like, uh, and and he's always gonna like dispute every call and like just fucking start like going off and shit, man. I just you know and. And he's solid. Like, he's solid. He's going to get you double-digit points, double-digit rebounds. But it just seems like the most whatever double-doubles ever. Like, yes, I appreciate him. Yes, I'm, you know, he's a cool part of the team. Um, he was missed while he was out. To Zach's point, yes, he is, like, the best screen setter. You know, he has good chemistry with Ja. But like you said, man, I think there's a lot to be desired. Um there's just, I think that there's more that can be asked of him as, you know, the starting five on this team, um, as well as somebody who the franchise made an additional investment in this past summer um, with a contract extension. Um, 
And so, yeah, man, I don't know. JV is, it's weird, you know? Um, he does some things well, but I think the things that he doesn't do well, it's they're so, they're so glaring, um, and they impact the game even more so. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, B-minus is where I was at with it, too. Yeah, and maybe our our we're getting our visions tinted on this because we're realizing that he's not the answer long term, and we kind of just want the answer right now of, of what yeah. the team kind of completely look like. So, but I mean, for the most part, he's solid, and you see like what he brings to the team and what he doesn't bring. You see why a team like Toronto traded him to mm-hmm. chase their goals of winning a championship. Like he's not a starting big big man on a championship contender, I don't think, just because mm-hmm. of the defensive liabilities. And we've seen him get run off the court a couple times when teams go straight pick and roll, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, there's no answer for that. But uh, for for the most part, consistent. So we'll, we'll wrap that up with JV. Next yeah. up, we got uh, Brandon Clark. So how you feeling about mm-hmm. your boy, Rich? Oh, man, this is this is a tough one. I mean, I you can kind of split this into two halves, right? I think – you know, the BC that we saw at the beginning of the season, I don't think he was fully healthy. Um, you know, and I think that there was such a, a shift in, like, you know, the way in which, you know, what fans were expecting from him because of how he played. And, you know, I think the easy cop-out was, oh, look, he was enjoying himself this summer, rebranded himself, you know, got a little swag, you know, been hanging with Jaron, you know, dressing a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, man, he wasn't working on his game. Um, but I think he, I think the injury was still there. Um, and I think BC is rounding into shape, um, a little bit more of what we've been used to, but of course, you know, that gray is going to have to average out. Um, and so I would probably go with a shit. Sorry, y'all, a, a, a B, um, I would have to go with the B for BC. Um, I just still, you know, am curious about his fit as a long-term fixture you know, with the team, like if that's going to be a starter level or is he just a high quality, you know, bench player um, with that tweener aspect, um, you know, undersized big, um, you know, the the athleticism is, is still there. You know, he's able to finish, um, you know, in BC, he'll compete. Um, but, you know, the three point shooting, you know, it, it, it comes and it goes uh, the rebounding, Etc. You know, I appreciate his activity. I appreciate what he brings. Um, but, you know, I think last year he was able to catch a lot of people by surprise. And of course, you know, with, you know, when you come back, you know, people know people are game planning for you. They know what you like to do. They know your spots. They know how you like to impact the game. So I think people are starting to figure it out a little bit. So it's going to be on him to figure out how to like further expand his toolbox to realize that, you know, here like now it's, it's not just you know jumping over everybody <laughs> you know we got you know it's the nba you know they can jump with you so you know just seeing like how he can impact um for sure i uh, i'll lean with a man i'm going on a curve i'll go with a b yeah what about how you, you feel, how you feeling zach <laughs> so i i would think a little bit lower bc purely because i did have such high expectations uh to either you know maintain what happened last year or to take another uh, take another little leap and certainly to start the season we did not see that things were clearly a miss uh in shooting finishing there was there was a lot of issues he certainly rounded into form some he got uh he's got a lot of minutes uh already this season i think that let me see real quick 
He played 700 last year uh, in 58 games. So in 27, he's got 330. Uh, what's that? It's a little bit ahead of pace for last year for minutes played. But, you know, as per 36 and everything, his production's not been uh, what I'd really expect, uh, especially for some of the starting opportunities that he's gotten this year. Um, so, yeah, I think for me it would be a C just because I really did expect a whole lot from him this year, and that hasn't really transpired. He hasn't really been as integral to things as I would have expected uh, after you know plotting the future of the team. Of course, that could change towards the end of this year or after some of the guys get traded. You know, don't really know what's going to happen there. But um, for now, it could be better, I think, for BC. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll split y'all and go with the C+. Plus. Um, because uh, I don't want to penalize him for some of those starting lineups when it was, you know, Tyus, Dylan, Kyle, Brandon, and Valanchunas. And like it obviously wasn't working, and we kept rolling it out there when we were getting going through some struggles early on. Um, so I, I feel like that plus the injury really hampered BC's start to the season. And whatever was going on, slash, might still be going on with his jump shot and the just the form with which he's shooting. Um, but we have seen some bright spots here lately. We've seen more of the pogo stick. We've seen him finishing better around the rim, getting back to the spots that he likes. So, I, you know, I think what we have in Brandon Clark is a super sub. Um, and and I, I think I'll continue to ride that train. I was on it last year, but it's it all depends on how all these guys fit with Jaron and how our rotation looks when he gets back until we can make like any definitive judgments on their future with the team i feel like but bc yeah I, I would like to see more so we'd like to see more from both of our 2019 rookies um but who's next on the list grayson allen mason we'll toss it back to you i want to go b plus for my boy grayson allen i mean when he plays with john morant the chemistry they have and Grayson's ability to find the open lanes and Jaws' ability to hit him. It's just, it's a lot of fun to watch. It's like just watching two best friends at an open gym who just know where each other are going to be. He's playing more than I think we expected 24 minutes a game, shooting 40% from downtown. So, yeah, I mean, Grayson, he's been good. All of our shooting guards really have been. Defensively, he's limited because of his size, but he plays hard. He's usually in good position. He gets into the passing lanes well. So did I give him a grade? <laughs> you <laughs> said B plus. B plus. Yeah, B plus, B plus. So <laughs> that, that's all the reasons why. So I, I like what Grayson brings to the uh, team. You know, I'm not going to sit here and pound the hammer that he's got to be part of the future because there could be someone better. But just the spacing he provides alone um, is, is something that's hard to duplicate. Someone shooting 40% from downtown. And you got him, Bain, and Melton all shooting around that. Like, that's a great problem to have. So um, you're not going to find me saying many bad words about any of those guys as they come up. But, uh, Zach, how are you feeling about Grayson? So he he's actually a guy that's really surprised me pleasantly this year. So I, I would give him one of my higher grades, I think. And grading on the same curve as BC, uh, coming from the same approach of what it, you know what I expect you to be able to do this year. And like you said, his shooting has really been – monumental for us uh, in a lot of games but he can come in and hit three or four threes uh the starting lineup uh the one I'm trying to think of who all was in it him dylan kyle jv jaw 
was, I don't know if it still is, but that was our best lineup for a pretty long time. Um, and his perimeter defense is kind of a mixed bag of sorts. Uh, he doesn't, he doesn't do a lot of deflections, but he does like, he does get a lot of steals. And so he is, he's clogging things up and just kind of adding another layer uh, for that perimeter defense for Memphis. He's not a bum out there by any means. So, and like you, I think you mentioned he plays really hard, which is another thing that's really important uh, out there. Just have someone that can muck it up and hit threes. I mean, really that's describing someone we've been searching for for 10 years. And the fact that we have several of them on this roster is like a very nice thing. I'm in no hurry to trade all of them away. I don't know. Some people are trying to do that. I don't know. They're not, they're not here tonight, but uh, <laughs> some people may speak of such things. Um, but uh, yeah, so I would say one of the higher grades on the team for me, uh, for Grayson, what about you, Rich? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm fine with the B plus. Um, Grayson has definitely surprised me this season as well. I think oftentimes I forget like how tall he is, um, and like his height, the height that he brings. Um, but like y'all mentioned, man, you know, having a shooter out there just opens up things so much more for Ja. Um, and Grayson, you know, give it to him, man. He he he'll knock down that open three. Um, limited, of course, but he competes on defense. Um, he'll you know fight through some screens, you know, and do what he has to do out there. You know, hold his own out there. Uh, and I think also, you know, the team appreciates what he brings. Also, man, he's he's somebody who still deals with a tough, tough national reputation. Um, he still gets ragged on, you know, relentlessly on the internet. You know, even though he's been a model teammate since he's been here, um, no issues, no problem. The Grizzlies ride for him. Um, but yeah, man, you know, I think no matter what he does, for some people, for certain basketball fans, it's never going to be enough. It's never going to to you know, have them forget the past, if you will. Um, but I think, you know, to Grayson's credit, he's kept his head down. And I think he's carved out, you know, a role for himself in this league in the future. Um, now, is he, you know, somebody I view as like an integral piece uh, moving forward, you know, to be determined, you, you know, that's up in the air. But um, definitely um, have appreciated what he what he's brought to the team this year, most definitely. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if his spacing is still super important when Jaron comes back or if Jaron kind of alleviates the importance of, of having a two-guard who can space. Or maybe having both of them is something we've never seen before and is a <laughs> whole lot of fun. So, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that I think that's what we call that next level that elite teams have. I'm not I'm not really used to it. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, going from what we have been to the potentially having like 3 or 4 40 plus percent three-point shooters on the floor at one time if we had if we went small and had Jaron, Melton, Bain and Grayson with Ja. <laughs> have you guys like seen uh, any highlights or watched any older games? you know, in the past year or so where the spacing is just, it almost makes me claustrophobic to watch the game because <laughs> everyone's got a foot in the paint. Yeah. Like no Pick one's out rolls, on the like right by the free throw line. <laughs> <laughs> You're rolling like into three other guys. And it, it's just such a weird dichotomy compared to how the league is today. Uh, it's, yeah. I, it's very fascinating. All right. Next guy, Desmond Bain. Uh, I think it's my turn to start probably. So with Bain, I'm going to give this guy an A uh, because I got nothing but good things to say about Bain this season. He came in 
hit like started off with the bang and has done everything to keep it up. He's shooting 44% from three. Um, he's shooting half his shots are from three, half are from two, uh, nine and a half points, almost three rebounds, uh, 22 minutes a game. So he's got, you know, it doesn't feel always like that much run, but he's, you know, still getting some pretty solid minutes. Uh, defense was it has actually been very impressive to me also i know that he got the short arms too him and dylan but i mean bane's built like a tank and he seems to be a very high iq player and i mean he just has seamlessly filled in on this roster in many places that we've needed him you know i, I love every time he comes in the game i'm excited to see kind of what happens with him how many threes is he going to hit this game um but you know nothing but good things to say about this steal of a pick that Memphis got. Yeah, I mean you're getting 23 minutes a game out of the 30th pick, and he's not hurting your team. Um, so yeah. he's actually on the higher side when when you look at the on-off rating. So yeah, I've been pleasantly surprised and pleased with what Desmond Bain brings to the table. Sure, he makes rookie mistakes, and everything's not perfect. You know, he could tighten up his handle a little bit and add more to his offensive repertoire, but those things will come. And yeah, like you said, but nothing to complain about. So Rich, any, anything else you want to add on Bane? I agree with everything y'all said, man. Um, a for sure. You know, you're getting this kind of value out of the final pick of the first round. Um, you know, I just, you know, like y'all said, he's been a seamless fit. Um, he's able to hit those open jumpers. Um, and he, you know, is somebody who seems to really, you know, be about that work. And he's about, you know, you know, putting his head down and getting to work. Um, I think to your point, Mason, I think him tightening up the handle will open up even more for him being able, you know, continually, um, you know, try to create for himself in a way, but, um, yeah, nothing negative really to say about, uh, Bane. Um, and yeah, like y'all said, it's hell of a steal. And the fourth most games played on the team. So not only has he been great, but he's been available. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And he only missed games for personal reasons, right? Like he's yeah. been healthy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> He's not hanging out with the other guys, so <laughs> missing. Nah, he got a, he got a house out in East, man. He's he a grown man, man. <laughs> Him and Kyle Anderson are like, yeah, you guys can do whatever you want. We're hanging out out here at yeah, our farms. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that who we got next, Kyle Anderson? Um, no, he's coming. Actually, you know what? We'll okay. go with Kyle. What what we got on Kyle, guys? Mason, we'll start with you. A-plus for me. I mean, Kyle Anderson has been the glue to this team. I think he's played, what, 30 games? So second most on the team compared to Tyus Jones. Tyus played in all 32. Um, but without Kyle Anderson, you know, like we said about Dylan Brooks, this team would be nowhere near where we are today sitting at 16 and 16. Just the versatility to be able to play multiple positions, to be able to guard multiple positions – to go from a creator to just kind of a guy on offense who's filling in, cutting in the lane, coming off screens, the improvements from downtown. I mean, that's none of us could have expected Kyle Anderson to shoot the ball the way he has. And I mean, he, he's got to be in the running for most improved players. So Kyle Anderson gets an A plus for me. Yeah, what do you think, I'm, Rich? I'm going with the same A plus, man. Um, during that time where Ja was out, uh, if it wasn't for slow mo, <laughs> there's no telling how that yeah. how that time would have gone uh, without the way he was contributing. Man, um, dude was winning us games. Like, yeah, how was beating us. Thanks, man. I'm just, you know, so happy to see him fully healthy. 
um seeing the confidence is back you know you know and he's just so versatile man the things he's able to do on the court um he's just such a unique player um and i think he just opens up things so much more but i've loved it man even even seeing the three coming to play this season um where you know if, if kyle is open and especially on that baseline man you know i'm i'm thinking that hell going in like he got the little follow-through going and everything so you know i just appreciate it and i and i see how how happy for him his teammates are um that he's able to contribute like this um because i think they know the work he's put in and uh yeah man a plus um shout out kyle anderson doing his thing this year yeah to me kyle is the grizzlies mvp for the first half of the season this man stepped up to the plate when it, things were looking pretty grim didn't really know what direction the season was going to go he brought everyone together um probably had like a like a group outing at his house out there. They had a little retreat for a weekend, said, all right, guys, things are going to be okay. Jaws out. It's all right. Uh, well, I'm the veteran here. We'll, we'll, the retreat. we'll take care of it. <laughs> but uh, talking about Kyle, so he's in the 41st percentile among all players in openness rating, which is pretty mm-hmm. low. So that means he's not just hitting open threes. He's hitting contested threes, which – is super strange that something that you wouldn't think, you know, based on his previous numbers in his career that he would be doing. Uh, he's hitting five percentage points better on threes compared to any other season. Um, he's like doubled up on three point attempts. He just got so much confidence this year. It's been really great to see. And he's also been a huge playmaker for this team, which so all this stuff just sounds weird saying, but it's very true. Uh, his He ranks super high in potential assist per 100 passes, high value assist, his box creation, playmaking talent. Like he's, he's doing a lot of the stuff that like Jaw's doing where he's just helping the other guys on his team. He's a credible passer, very sneaky, and has just really carried this roster through through many games uh so nothing but praises to say for kyle a guy who i mean most of the time he's been here it's kind of been ho-hum to me but this season he's really just broken out uh for the grizzlies yeah another guy i don't want to get rid of at this point in time just to see how he fits with jaron yeah he's just like the ultimate utility man like a five-tool player in baseball he can do a little bit of everything um, and when he's on the floor, teams are scoring nine fewer points per 100 possessions. He's in the 93rd percentile defensively. So, yeah. <laughs> and like, he'll get five steals in a game and have two blocks and tip six passes with his long-ass arms. So, yeah. shout-out to Slow Mo, man. Yep. Who's up next? All right, we got uh, Rich. How about Justice Winslow? We can we can say an I if we feel like just because it hasn't been a whole lot, but want to throw him out there for discussion. Yeah, I'll uh I'll go with the I, but <laughs> I will say <laughs> I will say um that you know I think you know first and foremost positively I'm just happy to see him back, um and I think my grade is gonna stem from that post game interview man, um after the which game was that uh, we had the twenty piece Clippers uh, right. Clippers game, the Clippers game, man, watching that interview, man, and and just seeing, you know, the pure joy um, from him um, and the vulnerable moment of, you know, just speaking about how how tough this road has been. You know what I'm saying? You know, fans can sit around and speculate and, you know, say what's going on and you're hurt. But, man, rehab is a son of a bitch. Rehab is a grind. You know, coming back from injuries are tough. 
Um, and, you know, from all intents and purposes, I haven't heard anything but positive things said about Justice during this time, you know, with the team. Um, and now that first game, that first game was rough. That first game was rough uh, when they first tried to integrate him in. But I think slowly but surely you start to see him become more comfortable, man. He just his his the way he's able to create off the dribble for himself, especially in the post, like taking the ball from the top and, you know, getting to his, his space in the post, I think has been super valuable. Um, the defense that he brings, I think I mentioned earlier, I mean, dude is, I mean, he's a solid dude, man. He's built, you know what I'm saying? And he's just somebody else that we can throw at those bigger scoring wings throughout the association. Um, and so, you know, I, I see the vision. I see what the front office saw in justice. Um, and I think that, you know, only time will tell as he continues to acclimate and get back, you know, into his groove, into like true peak game shape, um, et cetera. But, you know, I'm happy to see him on the court playing basketball again. Um, and I look forward to, you know, for having this conversation at the end of the season, you know, how that second half has turned out for him, um, especially if he's able to play alongside Jaren. Yeah, I mean, after the Chandler Parsons saga, you got somebody that you you bring in coming off the injury and you just hope he, he looks all right when he's out there running up and down the court. Uh, and so that was check mark number one for me that, that he looked like the athlete that he was in Miami. And so far, so good. And I'm excited to see what the future holds for him. I think he'll be in the starting lineup before too long, yeah. um, just with the all the intangibles that he brings to the team. Um, but, I mean, that also means someone has to be removed from the starting lineup. And who is that? I'm not sure. We'll save that for a later show. But, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited about the couple games we saw of Justice Winslow. Agree with you guys. He's someone that he knows how to get open. He knows how to get himself in a good position to score. Rich, you mentioned the post game, not the after the game, the his post up game. I guess that's how <laughs> I realized that was confusing. Yeah. So, I mean, he's a big guy, big guard, mm -hmm. mismatches down there. Also knows how to cut and get open, real athletic guy. Uh, so that's where he really brings his value on offense, uh, more so than the shooting end that some of these other guys bring. So a uh, little diversity on offense there and just, you know, stellar defense. That's going to be the the most fun part uh, about watching him play. All right, uh, Tyus Jones, Mason. Well, I've been giving people good grades for being available, and he's played in every game. But I think i got to go B-. minus. Tyus has been up and down a lot, and – uh, you know, he had the really rough streak where he couldn't make a shot. So I just expect more from him. He's not he's not leading the league in assist to turnover ratio like he did the last two years. So he's got to get dinged for that a bit. But I mean, he did run. He was playing out of position as a starting point guard for 10, 12 games while Jai was down. So, he, you know, it's a lot of adjustments going from running that bench unit who just creates chaos to moving into the starting lineup. And it's a makeshift starting lineup at that. So he hasn't been awful, but I just expect more from Ty. So I'm going B minus. Yeah, I think I think I, I'll go B minus C plus range. Um, you know, Ty has been available for sure, but like we said, just the consistency hasn't been there. Been very up and down. You know, and asked to play. You know, out of position, like you mentioned, um, in roles that you know he 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 wasn't brought here to play. Um, but you know, I I just want to see a little more. When he's out there, um, you know, if the floater isn't dropping in certain games, it's 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 just you know kind of dead in a way. Um, you know, I love the synergy that he's able to have with the bench guys, uh, but but yeah, it's just I don't know, man. It's just 
it's just kind of like going through the motions in a way. Uh, it seems like I don't know what what the ceiling is for you know Tyus's role as the backup point guard, but I I just want to see more offensively, and I also want to see more defensively as well. Um, you know, he's always going to be you know undersized, you know, at a disadvantage in a way. Um, but yeah, he's just too smart of a basketball player to not continue positively impacting um, this team and, you know, the young guys, um, but he's, you know, one of the vets, honestly. Um, and so, you know, I know the presence he brings to the locker room and, you know, the way the guys look to him, especially his relationship with Ja, they're super close. You know, he brings a lot off the court as well. Um, but definitely I do want to see more. So I'm in that B minus C plus range also. Yeah, I would have to say a B he, he's, he does what he does well, and that's create shots for his teammates. <laughs> pretty good um on the perimeter defense end but you know the the scoring's pretty bad uh that obviously he's not going to replace jaws uh, scoring abilities um but he's doing stuff he's not asked to do same thing that we would say about dylan when he's got to be the primary shot taker so uh pretty average so far some really good some really bad so for tyus i would have to agree with you guys yeah, I mean, his on-off uh, yeah. is the worst on the team, so it, it's been rough. But to be fair, he's been playing a lot with Sean McDermott and John Conchar at times, so <laughs> he hasn't had a full stable of uh, you yeah. know, that, that bench unit. So hopefully yeah. we'll see that in the second half. Yeah, I think a lot of that's a little muddied based on the personnel that he's having to drag along with him. Yeah, and when he was in the starting lineup, we were getting pounded by like 20 every game. So yeah, <laughs> his numbers are, took a hit. <laughs> All right, DeAnthony Melton. Uh, for me, I'm going to have to say that he gets an A this season. I've uh, been really impressed with Melton. Found his shooting stroke, too, which is uh, pretty awesome. He's shooting 43% from – yeah, or no, yeah, 42 from three, which is like 10 points higher than his career average. Um, 10 points and three boards, three assists. And we know that a lot of what Melton does is intangible, is not going to show up in the box score. Um, but he's had some games where he's just really – he's lit them up. Like I think he's got a couple 20-plus 20, 20 point games, which is really – that's not even what you're counting on him for. You're counting on him on the defensive end, make some good cuts, get a few dunks uh, every, every so often. But – I've just been really, really excited to see Melton kind of take that next step uh, on the, not consistently on offense, I guess, but to have that potential to know that he can go off another guy that Taylor Jenkins can count on, even though sometimes he's a 13th man and is left out of the games. Um, and I know he's got, you're probably looking at it now, Mason, his on off ratings, I believe are pretty good. Uh, so just a guy that Jenkins got to figure out how to get in the game more. Um, we think, uh, Rich. So I said, a, that's what I gave him. Yeah. I mean, y'all know, that's my guy. Um, uh, Milton is, is my dude. Um, and so, you know, I'm going with a as well. Um, I think that he has been letting the play speak for itself. Like don't ever make me a DMP CD ever again. I'm too important to this team with what I bring to the court. Um, I was happy as hell for him in that wizards game, man, when he was just shooting that thing, um, and just letting it fly. You know, it's clear that, you know, he was in the lab this summer. He spent time working on that. Um, he's just, you know, he just positively impacts the game, man. I think he, he's just a, a joyous, happy-go-lucky dude. I think dude has, like, the top smile in the NBA, and it just yeah. light up the whole fucking court. I'm like, damn, this dude has a great smile. Like, put him <laughs> in some damn billboards, Memphis. 
Um, you know what I'm saying? I'm just happy as hell that, you know, D-Melt's on the team, man. Um, and I think that he just, you know, is somebody who I think his his full potential hasn't even been unlocked yet. I think that there's still even more that he can he can do as a player. Um, and it's clear that, you know, he's willing to work and, um, you know, do that. Um, not just on the defensive end, but offensively as well. Um, and I think sky's the limit uh, for sure. So, A for me. Yeah, I mimic your enthusiasm. I think he has all defensive team potential. And, you know, seeing him go 6-10 from three in a game is a welcome surprise, and he's hovering around 40%. And, I mean, the, the lineup decisions that the coaching staff has to make, like we're giving these guys A's and B plus, so there's not much separation. But I think what separates Melton from the pack for me is the potential of what he can become and, and the flashes we're seeing. Um, so I love that dude. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he's got to do to get in the starting lineup or if that would be beneficial or not, but he's definitely somebody who I want to hold on to moving forward. All right. We've got a few guys left. Probably won't cover every single person. Uh, I don't think we need to give like Conchar and McDermott grades. Probably. Yeah. probably uh, just what Tillman left. That, we got Till, left. Tillman and Gorgie if we feel like it. Gorgie ain't gonna be here in a few weeks, so I don't Gorgie. know. I just want to. I also want to shout out Gorgie, man. If we don't grade him, I just want to say those garbage minutes against the Clippers. Uh, my pops texted me <laughs> and has no idea what going what is going on with Grizzlies basketball, and he just saw Gorgie hit like two threes or whatever. Garbage. He was like, "Why doesn't fourteen play?" I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, uh, dad, yeah, he's kind of you know out of rotation. Oh, the guy, he might be moved. He was like 14 has a shot. I was like, yeah, it's yeah, but he he's not that good. Now. He's like, bad decision. Like, All right, man, I'm bye. Like, yeah. <laughs> Gorgia, he was the uh, Viagra of that game. He came in and got him up. <laughs> Where's he gonna get his? He gonna get them shots up, man. Honestly, I give both him and Tillman. Uh, oh, I probably give Gorgia an A because he stayed ready and anytime he's been called on he's performed pretty well mm -hmm. and then Tillman probably a B plus like he, he's he showed a lot for a rookie uh, there's room to grow of course but just filling in when he has I, I think he's shown some things that he could be a potential part of the the core moving forward with his versatile defense and he showed more offensively than I than I expected even though I didn't know what to expect because I didn't watch him in college really but uh, I think you see some things offensively. He knows where to be. He knows how to set the screens. He's good at rolling and getting open. He's got some nice hands, and you just got to hit that little floater. It's it's not bad, you know. It's, yeah. You see the potential there for what he can become. So, yeah, I think for uh, Tillman, yeah, I'd give him in that B range. Like, I've seen some good stuff, seen some bad. I'm really not kind of almost like an incomplete of, like, I don't really have a flavor uh, – understanding of like where he fits into the lineup you know we he came out the gate really hot and it's like all right jv's out let's like never put him back on the court <laughs> clearly we needed a jv back on the court some um and well, and we might have seen the most of tillman we're gonna see all year if jaron comes back right yeah that i mean that puts a log jam down there between Jonas, jaron kyle bc that's Four guys already playing two positions, so Kyle there's your rotation. Yeah, you yeah. Kyle and Justice who can play the four at any time. So yeah, so it, it gets kind of tough down there, and I, I think that with him, it may be one of those. He's gonna probably have to. He, he might have to stay ready for a while, and then just kind of wait until his opportunity comes 
may not be this season, maybe next season. Uh, and then, you know, see, see what he's capable of, what he can do uh, outside of being Jaron's best friend, which, you know, you get a couple points for that. But also, I'd like to, you know, I don't want to grade his basketball abilities 100% just yet. <laughs> so Rich, I think that anything you want to add on X, Rich? I think y'all hit it pretty much. Um, I think, you know, solid, solid player. I mean, from what he's what he's shown thus far. Um, I think it's been mentioned already, great hands. Um, great hands as a roller, um, finisher, you know. But I think that, you know, he'll just have to stay ready, um, you know, because there is going to be a log jam. Um, and, you know, I think there can still be some skill refinement as well um, in working with the organization and assistant coaches and whatnot. Uh, but, you know, you know, great guy happy to have him on this team um you know and we can see you know what he's going to become i just don't know if that's something that we're going to see throughout the second half of this year yeah and and the likelihood is that uh we say he might be out of the rotation but everyone's probably going to be in the rotation during this second half stretch yeah. Jaren's probably oh, yeah. not gonna play every game justice probably not going to pay every game play every game you're going to have to rest guys because they're coming at you every other night with some yeah. back-to-backs in there so I think we're going to see a lot of everyone. It's going to be really interesting to see just how we, especially since we have the most games in the second half, manage players' minutes. And the, is there a set rotation that you sit out like every four games or something? I don't know what's easiest or best for team chemistry, but it's going to be an interesting challenge for you know Taylor Jenkins and his staff. That'd be definitely something to monitor going forward. Sure. All right, Mason, you trying to rip these packs? Oh yeah. Let's- Top shot time, baby. Let's go. I've been waiting all day for this. Let me share my screen here. Chrome tab. Top shot. Boom. All right. We in here? Y'all can y'all see this? Yep. Yep. All right. So this is the new Rising Stars pack. We're going to open it and hope we get a John Morant. It's like seven moments or something. It's a lot. Yeah, you get five base moments and – um. You get one of the all-star moments, which is the seeing stars, and then you get one of the uh, – I got the sound turned off because it would only play through my headphones, and it's loud as hell. Um, and you get one of the rising stars moments, which are out of 2021, and the uh, the seeing stars are out of 10,000. So I'm nervous right now for you. Yeah, th- this should be a base card. Let's see what we got here. Josh Akoji. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that anti-climatic. <laughs> oh, we got Knicks. RJ Barrett. Hey, Barrett. I'll take, that. I'll take okay. that. I don't know why the moments aren't playing, but whatever. Y'all don't need to see them all. Right here. Oh, Devin Booker. All-star. Okay, I'll take that. Most yeah. disrespected player in the league, baby. <laughs> Let's see. This is over Bradley Beal. Uh, uh, ooh. Ooh. Okay. That's tough. That's tough. A decent serial number. 67, 59 out of a thousand. Not great, but not not bad. So is that the big card? No, that's the uh, all-star ones. That's the one that they dropped all week. The the big ones that right there in the middle. You see you see it's blue. So we'll open up these more base base packs. That's a high serial number. Colin Sexton, okay, whatever. Young Bull. I'll take that. Miles Bridges, been really fun to watch this year. I'm down with that. Another dunk. Let's see. I bet this is a cool dunk. 
Dude's a high flyer. Oh, from Lamelo. Lamelo oh, windmill. Okay. Oh, I'll take that. I like that. Ugh. All right, one more regular one. Let's see what we got. The Clippers PG dunk. Okay. All right, pandemic P. Pandemic P. As long as I don't have Paul George shooting the corner three, I'm good. That's a dunk on his old oh. team. Oh my boy, Justin Holiday. Dang. <laughs> Okay. Holiday made a business decision on that one, <laughs> getting out there. For the moment, I've been waiting for. All right, this is the the rising stars. Could be a John Morant, LaMelo Ball. Could be Cam, Cam, Camposano or whatever yeah. his name is from Denver. <laughs> so let's see what we got here. Spurs, Keldon Johnson, I guess. Okay, okay. I'll take that. 17-19. Okay. Keldon Johnson, let's see if you – Throws one down. Hey, could be worse. I think that dude is going to be a really good player. So yeah, he's been playing really well for him. Yeah, Kentucky. I'll take that. All right. Well, uh, that was Mesa's top shot opening. <laughs> no John Morant, but I, I'm pleased with the Kelton Johnson. Do you have Mar- any Morant moments? Uh, I've got a few, but none of the none of the crazy rookies or anything. I don't have the dunk. It, it's out of my price range. Uh, they, they they have the dunk over Baines. Bane mm. as one of the moments. So I'm sure that's, I mean, that's like the golden moment when I think of Morant, like one that I would, I would pay money for, but not at like, not the what twenty grand or whatever it probably is. A lot of like them. ten, yeah. And it's his, his first moment. It's his rookie moment. So I guess yeah. it's a lot of factors going into driving that price up. No doubt. All right, guys. Well, that wraps it up for us. Thanks for hanging with us. Uh, listen to another episode of the Backdoor Cut Show. Again, you can find us on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel and also the Barn Burner Podcast Network. Check out the barnburner.com and buckle up for the second half of the season for the Grizzlies and the Backdoor Cut Show. All right, we'll see you later. Peace.